Welcome to the Lonely Fans Podcast. I'm Josh Anderson. This will be episode 22. We will be looking at round 10 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross series. And this is Dallas, round one of three. But before we look at the racing, I have to ask, what in the fuck are they doing with the broadcast? Why are they bringing in this wood guy? I'm sorry to complain about the television coverage, but what the fuck? I just, I, I you know, you you want to break, you want to look at Feld, but at this point, it's it's NBC. I I have no, you know, honestly, you I understand they want to expand the audience, but the whole NASCAR thing needs to end. NASCAR folks aren't realistically watching this product. It's it's you. I understand you want to expand the fan base and everything, but at some point, the I, I don't know how we're gonna expand this thing, get more audiences. I, I I don't know, but going after the NASCAR audience is it, it, it's not working, and whoever this Wood guy is, it, it it's just not to me. It's it's not working. You, you, he makes honestly the whole product look like a shit show. It realistically looks like a second, hell, even a fourth class operation because he's asking it. Mariah, when you were, I'm gonna say this again when you were watching football, basketball, hockey, you're not being realistically, even though they may explain. The, the actual sport you're not being talked down to they're not asking moronic questions they're need they're they act professional and half the time they're in depth in the league sometimes you get the moronic questions of uh you know if inside two minutes you, you know you do hear those type of questions you know are in a point of they do do it but most of the time, when they're in the game, they get the analysis. It's smooth. Their transitions are smooth. You get the knowledge. But you bring in this wood guy, and it just makes the whole product itself into a complete clown show. It just, you need to, I understand that Feld is always looking for more audiences, but when you bring in this clown, I, I just I just don't understand what you're doing. Daniel Blair is amazing. He's got the Main Event Moto podcast. He, he does the Race Day Live. He's very knowledgeable. He has a he's got his toes in the amateur scene. He he knows what he's talking about. I think he would do better than Ricky Carmichael, even though I understand Ricky has gotten a lot better since he's gotten up there. But why is Wood getting all this airtime and then just asking all these pathetic questions that most of the audience watching already knows? And then you, you know what? If people are watching it and, uh, you know, under, maybe who. Maybe the, if they flip on a television and people are talking about the actual show, maybe they're going to want to get interested in watching it instead of being talked down to because 
that's all I'm seeing when I'm watching television broadcast. I just, I, I just get frustrated more and more and more. And I, I don't want to mute the broadcast. I, I just, you know, a lot of the times lately I have not been able to watch the broadcast live because I have other stuff going on. So usually um, I have, I, I'm like a half hour late or an hour delay or because of my work schedule. I had to watch it the next day, but for God's sakes, I just, lately I've just been fast forwarding to the mains because I just, I can't tolerate listening to the shit show that I'm listening to with this broadcast and get what, you know, Diffie is fine. He's actually getting better. You know, he's bringing in detail. He's bringing in facts and stats and he's being, he's paying attention. You know, he's getting better. I, I have realistically no complaints about him. Ricky is fine too, even though, but the, the camera work, Bondo needs to get better, the whole operation outside of the commentating needs to get better, and that has been lacking the last few years, and it's gotten worse, and now you're bringing, bringing in the wood guy, I, I just, I don't know where, where we're going to go from here, but at some point, this operation shit show needs to get better. All right, end of that rant. All right. So here we go, 450s, uh, Cooper Webb got pretty much the whole shot, got uh, kind of battled uh, Dean Wilson. By the way, uh, Dean Wilson, way to go on your starts. Uh, for the longest time, Dean Wilson's been struggling on his starts, but uh, he seemingly fixed that portion. But uh, Cooper Webb uh, kind of muscled his way past uh, Dean Wilson and uh, took the lead and led all 28 laps of the main event. Uh, look much like the 2019 championship that Cooper Webb won. This is kind of shaping up to where Cooper Cooper Webb will win this championship. He takes the points lead and uh, has a seven point lead with two more rounds in Texas. They will race in Tuesday and next Saturday. Uh, Cooper Webb raced a flawless ride. I, you know, realistically, no complaints. Uh, I under, last week you 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 realistically had the controversy with him moving over on Roxon, and Roxon was not happy. But Roxon went down in the heat race in this one, and he was he had a terrible start. Obviously, Roxon chose a terrible gate. He had to choose that gate because he was going to get a terrible start from his gate selection. But either way, Webb Webb completely dominated this race. And uh, he is on his way to winning his second 450 Supercross championship. But there's still a lot of racing to go. And we'll have to see if Webb can keep his starts up. Uh, Webb can make mistakes. But so far, in either in his 250 career or when he's winning a points chase in a 450 career, when he, re- when he gets a points lead, he has yet to lose it. So we'll have to see so far. Uh, Justin Barsha. Got second. Uh, he, so far, this has probably been his Justin Barsha's best 450 Supercross career r- season. Uh, right now, he's fourth in points. Now, he was fourth in points going into last season. But I think this season, late so far being late in the year, getting second places, this is going to be his best season. And I think being on the gas gas is an improvement. So... I don't know where to go with Justin. He has one more year left on his deal. But good for him on getting second place. If he was able to get maybe a little bit better of a start, maybe he would add a little bit more on Cooper. But 
Uh, good for Justin to get second. Uh, Jason Anderson was able to battle up the third. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, a lot of the Supercross media does not get a lot of time with any of the riders, but you, you kind of have to wonder if something was wrong with Jason Anderson coming into the season because he did not have this type of pace earlier. So we'll have to see maybe when you get to outdoors when maybe a little bit more media has a little bit more time with the riders because you have to believe at some point the media will have more time with the riders if maybe there was some type of injury or maybe he rode his way into shape. You, you, you might never know, but... At some point, we'll find out. Uh, Chase Sexton got fourth. Uh, Chase, uh, obviously this is his second round back from injury. Uh, Chase, I, at some point, he will, next year, probably he'll have a better chance to win a race. He probably will, towards the end of the season, have a better chance to podium. He does have the speed. Uh, he, he is extremely impressive, and he probably... It'll be interesting to see if he can make up the points on the rest of the field. If maybe it, the rookie of the year is going to be very interesting because Dylan Fernandez is kind of hurt now. We'll have to see if he can come back. But uh, Chase Sexton is back for the, at least for the rest of the season if healthy. Uh, Aaron Plessinger was fifth. Uh, it, this was the more impressive ride because he won the heat race and. Uh, winning the heat race kind of backed up what he did at, at Daytona because some people weren't really sure if it was kind of the Daytona effect. Uh, but no, he won the heat race and got fifth here. He rode up to that fifth. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, Plessinger probably could have won a couple of more heat races, but he realistically kind of held back a little bit, in my opinion. But uh, he's finally starting to make moves and becoming more aggressive. It will be interesting to see if Yamaha resigns him. Uh, he does have a, he did say he does have a an option, team option on the deal. It will. I wonder if Yamaha will exercise that option. I think they might with these results. They could also re just plainly resign him. And so far, he has. Between him and Malcolm, and lately he has been better. He has showing more speed. Malcolm has been more consistent. And obviously right now they actually are tied in points with 5th and 6th. So it's going to be battle of the Yamaha teammates to see who gets 5th in points. But good for Plessinger. You know, he's had a few, a few years of struggle, obviously, with the heel injury. And he came back for that outdoor season. He just he just didn't have the speed, and he was getting lapped. So right now he has the speed, and if he can stay healthy, it will be the healthiest he has been going into outdoors. And you can tell that Star Yamaha has utterly improved the bike completely from the factory Yamaha team. And uh, if you listen to other podcasts, they are starting to work at the goat farm now. So. Maybe that is paying dividends. So uh, Ken Roxon got sixth, obviously going down in the heat race, and with the short 90-degree turn kind of killed his way of any chance of winning. He is now seven points down, so it, he has to win out the last the final. He has to win. I think if he wants any chance of retribution on Tuesday, he's going to have to win, and there's no other option.
but I, I've said this before in previous podcasts. This is a trend for Kenny. I, I, you know, you know. I think maybe he possibly could have won Daytona because he did have a wheel on Cooper Webb, and he does have more raw speed than Cooper Webb. But the the, the trend on Kenny is he does generally now this is pre-injury and post-injury too he does fade as the season goes along and he until he beats this rap this is a trend and we'll have to see if he can do it he's seven points down it's not the end of the world he just flat out needs to beat cooper webb the remaining races and he can start doing this on tuesday and he can't afford any more mistakes. Now, I understand that a lot of guys have been able to match each other in speed, but there's no reason why he was... Joey, Joey, Joey Savacci has a lot of talent, but if you're looking at lately, there's no reason why Joey Savacci should be keeping up with Ken Roxon. Uh, even the Plessinger has found an additional speed. There's no reason why uh, Aaron Plessinger is racing away from a fully healthy Ken Roxon, in my opinion. So that, those are the type of things that I kind of find disappointing. I don't know if Roxon is exhausted or it's just, he's just kind of mentally frustrated. But at some point, Roxon's got to find that extra gear and just go. Uh, speaking of Joey Savacci, Savacci rode seventh. He's... Uh, Getting a little more TV time lately, uh, I've noticed, just because who he's been around. But he's he's looked good, and that's something earlier in the season he he was getting barely top tens, and now he's been lately inside the top ten. So if you're the Rocky Mountain KTM team, that's something that that's a positive direction, especially when uh, Joey probably only signed a one year deal. So good for him, and then. Uh, in eighth place, there's Eli Tomac, which, if you're coming off the the Daytona win, I, I just I, I don't know what what we're doing here. He he had a bad start, which he was 16th off the start, which is dreadful, even for Eli standards. That's terrible. Which if you if you look on paper, he was 16th off the start and finished eighth. You're like that's wonderful, but that's going to put him over 34 points down on the championship and effectively that's that's going to kill his championship hopes he, i think tonight or sorry um saturday night saturday night effectively ended any ch- championship hopes so uh he's going to have to if i i honestly fully believe unless mathis reported that uh, he possibly signed another two year deal I don't know. I haven't read any more, any more uh, deals or any more stories if that's true or not. But I honestly tend to believe that. You know, I was today when I was cooking dinner. I watched the press conferences from Daytona, and uh, he was hesitant on actually answering any questions about next year. So I kind of tend to believe that he's kind of done. So if he wants to maybe win another championship, uh, the outdoors coming up will probably might be last time we see Eli Tomac. So uh, enjoy uh, enjoy him when you see him, people. Uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, Dean Wilson, 
you know, he started third, but, uh, you know, he had the whole shot, but he got started on a, after the first lap was third. But, you know, it was he, the best starts of his season, but he kind of dropped down the ninth. But good for him for, you know, a little bit of TV time. Uh, Dean's got a kind of a little disappointing that he dropped down the ninth. I think there's a little bit more in him, but he's got he's to gotta find that a little bit, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, Dean, it'll be interesting to see in his career how much he has left. Uh, it's being reported by Swap Mode Live that uh, Rockstar, and also Pulp MX, Steve Mathis, that uh, Rockstar might be pulling out. So it they may not have the funding for maybe just one or two riders. That means Dean's out. So it might be the last time we see Dean Wilson for that. So we'll see. Martin Davalos got 10th. God, that has to be the first time in a while we see a top 10 for Martin Davalos. That means he probably didn't crash for once, which is an improvement because he's had a problem for that most of the year. Uh, Vince Freezy got 11th. Uh, Vince Quiet, uh, not much to say about him. Justin Bogle, 12th. Uh, better results for him since he went on the new direction for his training, which me leads me to believe that he probably should have been doing that from the beginning. Uh, Justin Brayton got 13th. Uh, he's coming back from injury, so any results like that is probably good for him. Uh, Malcolm Stewart got 14th. Uh, oh, speaking speaking of him, and you know Dylan Fernandez got 22nd. And I gotta bring up Jason Anderson on this one too. I kind of forgot about this until just now. But so during the broadcast, they were bringing up that the AMA was going to review a couple different passes from Jason Anderson. So on the first one that I saw, Jason just kind of collided with Malcolm. It didn't even look like a block pass. It just kind of collided during a turn. And I'm like, how would that possibly be reviewed? Because that didn't even look like it was anything bad. And then the second incident between Jason Anderson and Malcolm it looked like Malcolm was trying to get back at Jason, and then Malcolm missed, got, and his throttle got stuck, and then Malcolm kind of, it was Malcolm's fault, and he flew off the bike and into the concrete. So I'm like, in that incident, how was Jason going to be fined, penalized, or even a warning? What is the AMA? Why would that even be reported on the broadcast? It, it, that was a little confusing there. And even the Dylan Ferrandis one, it was just he, he ran him off the track. And I, I've seen much worse from other riders. So I was just like, what what are we reviewing? I, I just, it, it just, it's like, it's, it's kind of like the pussification of, of Supercross. Because we see block passes all the time and LCQs and other type of racing. It was just like, what are, what are we doing? So I, I just, I, I, there was nothing to review. It, just move on. Jason's riding fine. And uh, I, I, I don't even want to see a warning there because there's nothing to warn. They were just aggressive passes and we all move on in life. Uh Kyle Chisholm got 15th. is a really good result there for him. Max Anstey uh, made another main. Good for him. He got 16th. 
Alex Ray, best result of the se uh, season, got 17th. He made it through the LCQ. Uh, he had a, he made it, he was in the last, well, he got 21st, but in reality, he got, pretty much got the last spot. Uh, speaking of the LCQ, Alex Ray, uh, uh, Kevin Morantz, Kate Clayson, and Scott Champion all made it in. That was a fun LCQ to watch because uh, good for Kate Clayson. Uh, he got the whole shot. And Kevin Morantz, by the way. Uh, Kevin Morantz is riding the 250 East. And uh, Cade and Kevin were gone at, when they got the whole shot. Cade is riding extremely well. His starts are riding well. But uh, Cade got a flat tire with two laps to go. And you could tell that Kevin realistically just wanted to ride the pace. But Kevin... Uh, Scott and Alex kind of kind of had to go too because uh, um, uh, Brock Tickle was catching up to him. So all five riders for four spots got all bunched together. But at the last turn, Brock kind of uh, crashed. Excuse me, uh, landed on his shoulder. Hopefully Brock's okay. But then, uh, like I said, uh, Alex Ray, Kevin Morantz, Kate Clayson, and Scott Champion all. Uh, Made it in, but uh, good for Kevin Moran's. I'm making a 450 main. He got a good hole shot on um, the Daytona race, but he just wasn't able to hold that pace. But in this Arlington race, he got the he got the second place start behind uh, Kate Clayson and was able to hold on. So good for Kevin, good for Kate, and also good for Alex Ray on returning to the 450 main after his bout with COVID. Also, he just Alex Ray just just doesn't do well on um, uh, Daytona in general. So this race was going to do much better for uh, Alex Ray. And then Benny Bloss, don't know what happened to him, but uh, he got 20th. And then uh, Scott Champion got 21st on making his first main event of the year. Plus, haven't seen much of Scott Champion since uh, maybe 2019, so good for him there. And then Dylan Ferrandez uh, injured himself. Don't know much about his injury after 22nd. Also, uh, to mention in the 450s, uh, Marvin Muscan got hurt in the heat race. Uh, heard there was a laceration on his arm per the TV broadcast. I saw the Instagram, or sorry, I saw on Twitter today the injury for, or sorry, the video of him crashing. It was pretty scary. He clipped his front wheel, clipped the jump, and he went flying. I, I can't tell if the bike landed on him, but he went uh, shoulder first into the ground. So yeah, there was. I was like, oh, maybe you can make it back for the LCQ, but yeah, there was no way he was going to make it back in. So hopefully Marvin is not hurt for the rest of the year. But uh, when you look at Marvin, uh, there's two weeks. Off, off after this, so maybe he just you know takes a uh, takes a step back, and then uh, gets ready for the outdoor style of Atlanta, and then goes into Salt Lake, and then gets ready for outdoors. So the uh, four fifty points heading into tomorrow will be uh, Cooper Webb is first place with seven points, then it's Ken Roxon, Tomex third, Barsha's fourth, Plessinger's fifth, Stewart sixth. Jason Anderson 7th, Marvin's 8th, Osborne's 9th, Ferrandez 10th, Cincerello is 11th, Savachi, Brayton, Wilson, Freezy, Davalos. So it's going to be interesting with the point situation in, in this regard. Savachi, who's racing, 
could realistically leapfrog a lot of guys, go from 12th place in points all the way up to 8th place in points. This is going to be interesting for him because Osborne, Ferrandez, and Cirillo could potentially be hurt. and Oh, and Muscan. So he's going to be taking a big leapfrog in points, for, and that's going to be good for him. And the same could be for, for Dean Wilson and Vince Frise, depending upon their results. So that's good to know right there. All right, so for the 250s, uh, it was a, well, this, uh, go back, going back to the broadcast, uh, this was the, another pet peeve of mine. And look, I understand that you kind of have to show the winner, but even with that said, you, you missed the ending point, and that was the Justin Cooper and McAdoo, which I'll get into in a minute. But I'm just like, how can you turn away from that battle? I, 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 just, I just don't get it. But either way, uh, Seth Hamaker, good for him. Takes the main event win. Uh, led all 21 laps. Uh, you know, Mitch Payton took, uh, was extremely patient with Hamaker. He's, he's an older uh, 250 rider, 20 years old. Usually uh, riders usually don't hold out that long. But he's, he had Epstein Barr. And a, a few other things that occurred for Hammaker, but uh, he's looked really, really good in heat races, and he put it together on here. He had a few little scary moments, but you know what? That's going to happen when you're leading your first main event. Uh, he looked amazing. He moved up to fifth place in points, and he could be a great star in the making. Uh, realistically, good for him on winning the main event. Hunter Lawrence got second place. I thought that was extremely impressive too. Uh, when you last year at Salt Lake City, when he was like just trying to make main events, I was like a little worried that maybe he'll never get Supercross. But it looks like in the off season with his brother, he put in a lot of work. And going into uh, in the future of 2022, 2023, he could be a rider to be lo- really, really looked at. As I said before, with Hunter Lawrence. What you're looking for, Hunter, is to be consistent in Supercross, build your base, and then get to outdoors, and then look to your future for your Supercross skills. Because obviously, Jet has more skill than Hunter, but it looks like Hunter has enough skill to do something. Uh, Cameron McAdoo uh, got third. Good for him. He will maintain. He built his points lead actually to six points. I, I actually did not believe Cameron McAdoo was actually going to have the points lead three races in to the 250 championship, but he does. Great, Good for him. Uh, he did not have the greatest start in the world, but with that said, he was able to make the moves, get up to third place. He didn't have anything for Hunter, but Seth and Hunter were, were riding a great pace. Uh, for Cameron, he I don't know if... if um, Justin Cooper was necessarily riding a great place or if Cameron got tired. But either way, Cameron was able to make great moves after uh, Justin was came up after him. And that was great knowledge by Cameron. That, saved, that made the points lead go up to six points. And when he was able to get around Justin, those are clean moves. Justin couldn't get angry about him either. So, and they were, they were clean. That was the biggest thing. They were just if their contact or dirty, I would understand if Justin would get angry. But no, they were perfectly clean, legal passes, 
and good for McAdoo. Uh, the other thing I'll say about McAdoo is he's not necessarily like crazy and all over the place. He looks like he's extremely smooth, and he just looks like he's got it together. Nick Way is doing a fabulous job with Cameron McAdoo. So, uh, for oh, for Justin Cooper, I, I just I you kind of want to wonder have to wonder where his starts have gone. That's that's a, an extremely concerning thing you have to look at with Cam, uh, Justin Cooper. Uh, I when you look at the Daytona races, his starts weren't there for the multiple heat races because of the red flags. It wasn't there in the main event, and also in these races right here, his starts weren't there. So it's like, what's going on? And then in the 250 main event, he started right behind McAdoo. McAdoo was able to make the moves, and then. Justin Cooper was stuck behind a lot of riders for a majority of the race. And then he was able to make the moves. And then I thought, you know, he was able to make the original pass on Cameron. Cameron got past him. And then right when he was able to get up to uh, Cameron, he slid out. And Cameron got was able to get the points up to six points. So it will be interesting to see where Justin goes from here. Because... From what I've seen, if Justin gets a lead, he can check out. But I've seen now, uh, so far in his career, Justin makes a lot of mistakes when he has to catch up on someone. And I think Cameron has to pay attention to that. And if Cameron can just be extremely consistent the rest of the year and be able to win races and at least be uh, in front of uh, Justin in a few races, Justin's going to start tensing up and be extremely frustrated so we'll have to see but uh cooper been extremely consistent uh, uh so far and if fourth place are his worst finishes of the year that's going to be good for him in terms of uh, winning the championship for him too uh garrett marchbanks got fifth he will be uh fourth in the points after this race uh what's killing marchbanks is the starts and uh, it's affecting him in the heat races for gate picks, and that's also affecting him in the uh, main events. Uh, and if you look at the, he's finishing right behind McAdoo and uh, Justin Cooper every race, but that's not helping him when his starts are dreadful. So the Yamaha has a lot of power, but when he's getting terrible starts, it's it's not going to help you. Uh, Jalik Swall got sixth. Didn't really see much from him. Uh, Styles Robinson, who got second last week, got seventh this week. Uh, Mitchell Harrison got eighth. He went through the LCQ. Uh, he's got to work on that because he's finding himself in the LCQs a lot lately, but main events have been fine. Uh, Chris Blos got ninth. Uh, Nate Thrasher got tenth. This is his best result of the season. He started 17th, was able to work his way up to 10th, but uh, he, I, I don't know what's going on with Thrasher. You know, I've, I do listen to the Racer X review pods. I, I did watch the, I did watch the Loretta Lynn's races last year, and Thrasher did, you know, stand out in the amateurs, but he's not really standing out in this 250 class, and I understand that there's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of experience in this 250 class, but you know he's supposed to be a standout amateur, and 
He was basically traded for Justin Barsha, and I'm not seeing any riders stand out. I'm seeing Cody Shock, who is on a private tier team, who got 11th right behind him. Cody Shock is standing out to me. Nate Thrasher, who's on a factory bike, is not standing out. So that that is uh, that is very noticeable. And Cody Shock is a, ahead of him in points. So there's that. Uh, Cody Shock got 11th. That's another good result for Cody. Uh, Peters is going to Peters, but Peters got 12th this time. Uh, Alves got 13th. Uh, Alex Martin um, was running 5th for a lot of the race, and towards the end of the race, I don't know what happened, but finished 14th. Jordan Bailey got 15th. Robbie Wageman got 16th. Cedric Subaros got 17th. Uh, Ty Masterpool is... I, I just... He's riding the LCQ wave, barely making mains, but he's making them, getting 18th. Uh, Jace Owen, 19th. Ryan Surratt, who made it through the LCQ, got 20th. Jarrett Fry, who, same thing as Nate Thrasher, but a little bit different just in the sense that he did ride outdoors last year and had some pretty solid results. But in this race, got 21st. I don't know what happened, but the, the results are just not there. I don't know what's going on, but... The results need to be go there. And then uh, Jordan Smith got 22nd. He was he got a decent start in the main. He was running second. Uh, he, he was right behind Seth Hamaker and looked like he probably could have got past Seth. But, you know, Ricky Carmichael in the broadcast was actually making some comments that maybe he was being a little too nice. Then he made a mistake in the rhythm section where he went off track, which let Hunter Lawrence by. And then when McAdoo was coming up on him, he made a mistake and wadded himself and then hurt his chest, which looked like the handlebars kind of ripped off his jersey and chest plate. So he went off the track and then went off. Uh, he was out of that. So uh, it has not been a good start to the season for Jordan Smith. Uh, I have to believe that uh, he will not be on the team next year, so he will be either be done racing or will be on a privateer team. So... Uh, 250 points. Cameron McAdoo will have a six-point lead over uh, Justin Cooper. He's in second. Uh, Hunter Lawrence is third. March Banks is fourth. Seth Hamaker is fifth. Julie Slow is sixth. Styles Robinson is seventh. Chris Belos is eighth. Cody Shock is ninth. Nate Thrasher rounds up the top ten as uh, rounds out the top ten and tenth. So as we move on, the race will be on Tuesday night. Uh, hopefully the track is better because the track, you know, I I just read a lot of complaints. And the track was basically easy. It looks like they're not using all the floor space because they probably could have added a couple of more rhythm lanes, which they do. Uh, and I, I've said it in my previous Supercross podcast that the tracks need to be longer. There's no excuses on why we have a 48 the 49 second lap time the lap times need to be between 53 to 55 seconds and uh, hopefully on tuesday to saturday they improve those lap times they just need to be so uh my podcast schedule is hopefully i'm going to try to finish the whole nhra broadcast here uh tonight into tomorrow obviously try to watch the supercross race on tuesday we have NCAA basketball tournament stuff going on, so got to watch that. So lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to watch. Uh, thank you, everyone, and uh, see ya.